News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And joining us now, as she does every Tuesday after a Monday city council meeting, sometimes a Wednesday after a Tuesday if there's a holiday. Uh, special <laughs> days, those are. Sam Abel is the city manager for the city of Gulf Breeze. Sam, welcome back to the show. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Good morning. So, um... I know there was some talk last night about the uh, rules at Shoreline Park. And, you know, for people who might not be familiar, there's been a, a fair number of changes, primarily the uh, prohibition of watercraft rentals of any kind, uh, not having vendors unless they have a special agreement with the city, same for the other, um, where you can and cannot have pets, um, where you must and must not have leashes and uh, registration, a bunch of that stuff. But nothing really changed last night. These are just formalizing the rules that had gone into place before in order to get everything legally in line. Is that right? That's right, Andrew. As you just shared, we have been talking about just the best ways for everyone to enjoy Shoreline Park South now for many months through our advisory park board and our council budget workshops. And so we have an ordinance that says the rules will be kept on file with the city clerk's office. We want to be able to cross every T and dot every I so that if it does come down to, you know, unfortunately someone just refusing to obey those rules and we have to issue a no trespass, we wanted to make sure that all that was there. Also, every time we put it on the agenda, it's another level of transparency. We get to have more input. So there weren't any changes last night, but we, again, just want to remind all of your listeners and all of our uh, visitors to our miles of trails uh, to just, you know, be aware, make sure your dog is on a leash and enjoy the park. So this was really a uh, dots and crosses ordinance or a jots and tittles ordinance. <laughs> you know, this is just kind of making sure that everything is in line, which which makes sense, as you say, and transparency. Uh, one of the things that you guys talked about was the decision about how to resurface the tennis courts, how much pickleball to construct, and what to do with the uh, basketball courts as well, right? Right, right. So, wow. I mean, after so many months, it was last night was pretty awesome. So last April, after, again, much uh, public input and uh, meetings of our advisory park board, then our city council back to the advisory park board, last April, Andrew, the advisory park board recommended amending our Shoreline Park master plan to include outdoor pickleball at the park. That's big because, you know, we're built out, and so that means that Uh, Every time you say yes to something, you might be saying no to other opportunities, you know, down the line. And that went to council. Council approved that. And then having settled the matter that there will be outdoor pickleball courts, they had to go about how to actually provide that. So there was uh, lots of discussion. And ultimately, the council authorized staff moving forward with advertising construction plans to restripe two basketball, I'm sorry, (laughs) two tennis courts and convert them to six pickleball courts. There was a bid alternate, however, just to kind of see how the cost would come in to construct four pickleball courts. Well, Andrew, we got those bids back and we got the, the lowest qualified bidder actually is able to construct new pickleball courts within our budget. And so the advisory park board had a meeting, standing room only. We had people in the back, uh, every chair full, and they voted 3-2. So these are hard decisions. Yes, but you're you're talking about, you know, the the crown jewel of our South Santa Rosa County area. And so these things, you know, everyone has a vested interest. Everyone loves that park. And so went to the council last night, 
council upheld the recommendation of the park board. And so we will soon be constructing new pickleball courts. The tennis courts will be resurfaced. Basketball uh, courts will also be resurfaced as well as at High Point Park, those courts will be milled and resurfaced as oh, well. Oh, okay. Well, great. Excellent. I know at the um, the legislative delegation meeting, you had approached them about the multimodal overpass. This is going to be the new overpass to connect the north side of 98 to the south side of 98 with an additional safe way for students and civilians, of course, to get across without having to walk across or bike across Highway 98. You guys have made some funding changes for this project? We have, Andrew. So yesterday, um, I was at our Transportation Coordinating Committee, and that's an advisory committee to our Florida-Alabama TPO. And we looked at bicycle-pedestrian crash reports. Just over the last five years, we have had 29 bicycle and pedestrian crashes of individuals trying to cross the highway. That is what happens when we are a pinch point, as we all know, The Pensacola Bay Bridge has been expanded, and our community, which is a a peninsula, is bisected by this highway. So you have your schools, you have your homes, and the places where you uh, live and shop, and, uh, you know, we've got this beltway going right through the middle. And so in 2019, as you know, Andrew, the council has been focused very hard with our legislature and making this multimodal overpass happen. Since 2021, the cost of asphalt have doubled. And so with that increase in cost, FDOT has been a true partner and has continued to support the project. Last week, Senator Broxson called for a meeting with Mayor Fitch and FDOT to make sure we continue to push this project through to the finish line. Representative Alexandrade, who is the chair of the Transportation Committee, had likewise reached out to Mayor Fitch and said, you know, what can we do to help? This is extremely important. It's vital for everyone. Also important for your commuters, because if you don't have those vehicles stacked at the red light waiting to cross, and instead the local residents have an alternative, then that means everyone else can move more quickly through. So uh, the council expressed appreciation to the delegation. They increased the city's financial commitment through our CRA special district And we're likewise uh, hoping that we'll receive a commitment from our state uh, legislature this year and also from FDOT. So we're all pulling together, putting more on the table. Hopefully this will be the year. And we're uh, able to, you know, bid that project out in partnership with FDOT. Yeah, and obviously safer for pedestrians, bicyclists, and even, you know, uh, users of golf carts. And then uh, also facilitates getting, uh, you know, problem out of the traffic lane. So that facilitates the flow of traffic both. And that number is pretty stark. 29 over five years might not seem like a lot, but that's every other month is what that means. Every other month you're having, on average, a problem with that. So good to hear that that is moving forward. And uh, just a last quick thing is uh, the Santa Rosa County Commission yesterday heard the presentation on doing a study to figure out the feasibility of an aquatic center in the south end, in the north end, both possibly. Uh, City of Gulf Breeze, uh, I assume, as you and I have talked about many times, um, if the project makes sense, very interested in seeing something like that happen if it can be done, right? That's right. Andrew, I read the paper this morning and, and, you know, we appreciate and cheer for our residents who are continuing to make sure that the county is moving forward with this project. But we also want to make sure in doing so, everyone understands that the county is not picking up the football because Golf Breeze left the field. (laughs) Um, To say that Golf Breeze is not interested in a swimming pool is incorrect. 
Gulf Breeze very much wants a swimming pool. We want one that will be enjoyed by everyone. So the uh, city, again, our advisory park board and our city council um, put forward a question to our residents. We did a national community survey last January and February, and the question asked if residents would support the annual operating cost of a swimming pool, which for our 2,800 homes would be about $150 a year. It did not include the cost to finance the actual construction of the pool. So this was a very rosy lens question. Yeah, best, this, best case pay, scenario, right. Best case scenario, we get, we get the construction fully funded for a pool. Would you be willing to pay for the annual operating? And we had about 40% of our residents say yes. And so we talked with Commissioner Colton Wright. Well, the county has a much bigger vision, not just for a swimming pool, but for a full-blown aquatic center right. that would be a tourism draw. And so now we're partnering with them. We're putting some cash on the table for the feasibility study. And we are hoping for all the success that we end up with a beautiful aquatic center, hopefully in South Santa Rosa County. Um, so thanks for asking me about that. We want to make sure to assure everyone that um, the county has heard from our schools, from our competitive swimmers, and from our seniors. And we are lockstep with the county as partners wanting to make this happen. I'll, I'll say it the way you won't say it, which is there's some grumbly voices out there who don't want to <laughs> <don't> <laughs> see uh, the city and the county working in partnership for something like this. In the, they are both on the same page. Uh, and so uh, I'll say it if nobody else will. Uh, Sam Abel is the uh, city manager for the city of Gulf Breeze. As always, Sam, thank you for the information and thanks for representing to us what the uh, council is doing for our city. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrew. As